T-Row in the morning show, second day of the week, OU Texas week, Tuesday, October 3. A1 and Turkey Bacon back with you. Toby and TJ headed to Dallas this weekend. Friday show coming to you live from the Omni downtown Dallas. And how many years we've been doing the Friday show? I guess all of them almost, right? A long time. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's been a long time. We're going to be down there Friday. If you are at the, uh, that's the official alumni hotel for OU, so there's going to be Sooner fans everywhere down there. And if you're one of them, stop by and see us Friday morning. We'll be on the air 6 to 9. you got, uh, who who all, uh, you got Parker at the Omni? Remind me who's at the Omni. Uh, you and I will be at the Omni. Parker will be there, and Tyler and Teddy will be at the Omni. So, so uh Pretty much, and then you're going to kind of be down there too during Christmas. I'll float show around during Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Signing autographs, taking pictures, kissing yeah. babies. Mike Shashevsky's kind of supposed to stop by and see me. We got to be friends last year, so. Yeah. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. yeah, of course you did. Uh, so anyway, that's coming up. This Friday pregame coverage starts at 7 a.m. from the venerable Cotton Bowl on uh, Saturday morning. All right, here we go, TJ. New Fair Foods. Uh, there's a lot of them. I have picked out six. I think I've picked out the best six, okay? And I'm going to share, first off, the five. I'm going to share with you five, and then I'm going to save for last the one I think is the unquestioned best new fair food of 2023. And you can tell me whether you agree or not, okay? Okay. Here we go. We're going to start with the butcher's block. Butcher's block reads as such. If you want all the meats, then this is the bowl for you. Start off with three cheese macaroni and cheese, then pile on good stuff, topped with 15-hour smoked brisket, crispy fried chicken, candied bacon bits, jalapeno peppers, and a piece of sausage on the side. The macaroni is then drizzled with a brown sugar chipotle sauce, to add some sweetness and spice, it is the ultimate carnivore bowl. The butcher's block. Golly. That's like a gut bomb. Like, I love all of those things. I'm just not sure of combining them all. Okay, old man. Well, I'm just, I did sound you older. Can't, that sounds really heavy. It's going to sit wrong on me you, at the game. You can't judge this on which one your stomach is going to be able to handle or we got no winner okay i might have to take a nap during the game if i eat that 
Food number two. Churios. Do you love a chur? Do you like a churro? Uh, last year, especially in Mexico, I loved a churro. It was the only thing decent to eat in the uh, resort. <laughs> so yeah, love churros. Churios. What do you get when you combine perfectly golden deep fried churros and the deliciousness of cookies and cream? You get Cheerios, mini churros deep fried to golden perfection and tossed in cinnamon and sugar. Then we take it up a notch with a drizzle of chocolate syrup and cream cheese icing. Finally, to top it all off, crushed Oreos are added as the perfect finisher for these loaded churros. Preach! This is the ultimate shareable fair food and is sure to satisfy the oh, sweet too. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Yeah. You want me to read it yeah, to you say, again? Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be hard to beat, isn't it? That is going to be hard to beat. All right. Uh, contestant number three. Deep fried. This is Nick Saban's vote. Okay. A deep-fried Texas oatmeal pie. That's wow. right. Wow. Your favorite childhood treat just got even better. An oatmeal cream pie dipped into sweet and fluffy Dr. Pepper-flavored pancake batter and fried until golden brown. That's not all. It is then drizzled with Big Red Soda Reduction and covered with marshmallow sauce over the top. Ah, oh, there it went. That and it. dusted with powdered sugar. It's the softest melt-in-your-mouth mouth oatmeal cream pie with the chewy and creamy center you know and love. You huh. don't like marshmallow, I forgot. I'm not this a is not big marshmallow guy. I'll have it, you know, but I, I'm not uh, crazy about it. So that sounds like... There's a lot going on there. Dr. Pepper and Big Red and marshmallows and oatmeal cream pies. None of these are simple. No, none of them. Now, this one was shared on the shows yesterday. This is one of the the cute little food segment that the other shows did, TJ. (laughs) The Fruity Pebble Pickle. A delicious whole dill pickle wrapped in every kid's favorite fun snack. A fruit roll-up and fruit by the foot. Drizzled in sugar syrup and coated in one of the most popular cereals in the world, Fruity Pebbles. Then drizzled again with strawberry snow cone syrup. Crunchy, sweet, and delicious. Fruity Pebble Pickle. Sounds very sweet, and then you get the sour of the pickle. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound bad. I would try it. I do, you like say... a, do you like a dill pickle? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound terrible, does it? No, it doesn't. I I want to say this was at the Oklahoma State Fair already a couple oh, okay. of weeks ago. But maybe I had Texas just heard about this again. one from Texas, maybe. I didn't have it, but it seemed like it was there. Contestant 5 of 6, and for me, a close runner-up. The Raspberry Chipotle Jalapeno Popper Grilled Cheese Sandwich. The satisfying crunch of grilled bread. The heat of a roasted jalapeno pepper and the savory richness of bacon come together in this specialty grilled cheese with a touch of sweetness and smoke. This is the raspberry chipotle jalapeno popper grilled cheese. Fresh jalapenos filled with cream cheese and raspberry chipotle jam 
are wrapped in bacon and roasted until crispy. Then they're sandwiched between slices of white bread and cheddar cheese and griddled until golden brown, just like mom did. Man, that sounds Mm. good, too. Anything that says grilled cheese sandwich gets my attention. Bacon, wrapped jalapenos. I mean, I'm all in for some of that stuff. Yeah. Mm. All right. Do you have a leader in the clubhouse so far before I give you my? I I think that Cheerios sounds pretty Mm, good. Cheerios. Yeah. Cheerios. All right. All right. Here's the final contestant. And for me, the winner. The cornbread sausage bombs. Incoming. It says, (laughs) get ready for an explosion of smokehouse favorites in every bite. The southern fried cornbread sausage bombs are finally here, representing the four major Texas food groups, cornbread, smoked sausage, pimento cheese, and jalapeno. Pecan-smoked Texas sausage slices are topped with a heaping portion of pimento cheese and a slice of jalapeno, then dipped in fluffy cornbread batter. These savory treats are fried golden brown and served with jalapeno ranch dipping sauce. This Texas flavor explosion will leave you shell-shocked. Cornbread sausage bombs. As soon as I saw pimento cheese, ball game. That sounds delicious. Now, I don't see any reason why we can't have the cornbread sausage bombs and chase them with some Cheerios. Sure. I mean, they're two different. Like one's a main dish and the other's a dessert. So I don't know why we can't have two winners here. I'm pretty traditional, though. Having read all that, I'll probably go Fletcher's corn dog with them. <laughs> well, of course, of course. <laughs> but typically, but we have after to the... endorse a new food here. Yeah, but after at, that's before the game. After the game, typically we'll try to pick up one of these. I don't remember what it was last year. We got something last year. I don't remember which one it was. But of those, it's the Cheerios or that sausage. Was it called the sausage bomb? Cornbread, Cornbread bomb? sausage bombs. Yeah, that sounds really good too. So. I might go both of those. That didn't sound like it'd mess up your stomach at all. No. You can find the cornbread sausage bombs at Crazy Autos and Gulf Coast Grill. If you're interested. Let me see where the Cheerios are. Uh, Cheerios are at Mac Loaded. So there you go. We are, as a show, officially endorsing the cornbread sausage bombs and the Cheerios this year. At the Texas State. Tell them both the T-Row in the morning show sent you. Yep. Like a 50% off if you tell them that, that we sent you, I think. Isn't that right? I don't think there's anything off, but I'm hoping that I can mm. show up and say, hey, we sent a lot of people your way. I should sample a, these, right? At the very least, send us some photos of you enjoying the sausage bombs of the Cheerios and let us know how they are on uh, a Saturday. And you're welcome. Um... Question for you. I've heard you say, maybe even this week, maybe not, and I've heard other people say, and I'm not even disagreeing with this yet. I'm just throwing it out there. Dylan Gabriel's having a nice year. He is limited. Mm-hmm. He's got a ceiling to him, but he's he's a, he's a good quarterback. Right. 
my question to you is this. What is his limitation? I think he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. Even a couple of those deep passes he hit the other day, he kind of floats it up there. There's a lot of air under his passes, and those guys just fought and came down with him on Saturday. I don't think he's got the strongest arm. I think that's the only limitation he has. Doesn't have a cannon. Doesn't have a cannon. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean. Hmm. I can't argue with that. Uh, he does not have a cannon. I mean, you watch him throw the ball, and you watch Jackson Arnold throw the ball. Jackson's got a bigger arm. Right. I think with Jackson, like, or with Dylan, he's got plenty of arm. Like, I, I watch him in pregame warm-ups throwing 60, 65, 70-yard passes. I think his timing on the deep ball sometimes is, like, he's a little late letting it go. And And then I wonder sometimes, this might be crazy, I wonder sometimes if it's not intentional because it, like, always works out. Like, either they catch it or he gets a flag on it. When when he when the his receiver stops and kind of comes back for the ball, can you remember one that didn't work out? Uh, Farouk, but that's the one you said uh, that he was supposedly gassed. And he well, threw he it, overthrew, overthrew him. Well, that's what I'm saying. He overthrew him by a lot, yeah. I'm talking about like the underthrows. I'm sure there's been sure, times it hasn't I'm sure worked he's out. He's not doing it on purpose, but but they do come back a lot for it and do get do get the call. Like advantage like goes to the receiver there. If the if the DB's back is back is turned and running, the receiver knows it's underthrown and they're coming back yeah, for the ball. Just throw and it the, up. The DB says, "Oh, I either got to grab him or he's going to catch this." Maybe that's a wild theory. It does seem like his timing's a little late on those. But that's it. That's his limitation is he doesn't have a big arm. For me, yeah, I think he's a very intelligent quarterback. I think his short game's good. I think he runs uh, well and uh, makes good decisions. So I would say that, just arm okay. strength. I'm not going to argue with that. He doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. But that does not keep you from winning a national championship. Oh, not at all, no. I.E. No. Josh Heupel. Right. And many other quarterbacks that have won national championships or even Super Bowls. And I saw someone put up um, his numbers compared to Baker and uh, through the first five games, and they were – I think Dylan's were actually a little better as far as yardage. A little bit better, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no, yeah, you could definitely win a national title with him, sure. I mean, I watched him last Saturday, and I was like, this guy's dadgum good. Now, again, he's got to go do it against Texas before he's going to win over – a lot of Sooner fans, but I was like, what What exactly are his limitations? He's got, he's he's accurate. He's got enough mobility. Not blazing fast, but he's fast enough to make plays with his legs. I, I think you're right. I mean, I, that's all I can think of is he doesn't have a cannon. But I don't know that that's a prerequisite for beating Texas or Winning a Big Twelve or even a national championship, so yeah, like some people here saying uh, what you just said, Gabriel. A lot of similarities to Heupel, but more mobile and a little bit stronger of an arm. Uh, Bill from Catusa says the TU interception. Um, this person thinks DG has improved their mid range or improved his mid range. Help me remember game the TU year. interception. Um, 
It was the first one of the year. I can't remember it for some reason. I'm trying to think, and to be honest, I was in Nashville and probably will not remember as much as most oh, people. Oh, I remember game. it. The one where he got hit when he when he threw it, and he it was a deep ball, and he, and he left it short, and the TU guy I don't got remember it. that, but. It was going from the press box. He was going left to right. He got blown up as he threw the football, okay. and he, it it like fluttered. Okay, I mean, he was. Gotcha. I don't necessarily like. He didn't underthrow. He underthrew it, but it was because he got hit as he threw. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm that is good. definitely one that didn't work out. That is that is right. That uh, was an underthrow that didn't. Sooner work. Soldier says DG has limitations. When he plays a good team, he panics, and that will happen this weekend. I mean, how did he play against Florida State? I'm going to have to look up the stats. Yeah. Well, from what I remember, I'm trying to well, think of when a lot of those would have happened because a lot of that last year, you know, he was hurt midseason. So I'd have to go back and look at last year exactly what they're meaning by that and how he performed in what's considered bigger games. Let me Before we go to break, I'm, I've got, uh, I got the old – Rock and roll iPad here, and uh, it's blazing through the schedule. Let me let me see what he did against Florida State. Florida State probably the best team they played right last year. I feel like he had a decent game, but honestly, I don't remember. Yeah. I feel like Oklahoma all around played a good game, but other than the running back stats, I can't tell you what anybody else did. It's pulling up here, Teach. I got the old wheel cycle going. Okay, here we go. 14 of 24, 243 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, One touchdown rushing as well. So 243 yards passing, one touchdown rushing, one touchdown passing. They ran the ball really well in that game, too. Yeah, they ran it for 300. Right, yeah. They ran it for 253 net, 253. Control games through that a little bit, so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look further to see if I believe that, that he panics in bigger games. So is that uh, is that the knock on him from Sooner Nation from last year? Is OU lost those games because Dylan Gabriel was not good against good teams? Some of that was just not closing on both sides of the ball. But like Drake just texted, like TCU was one of the, was the best team probably, and they throttled him, but he was hurt in that game, got hurt in that game, and then was out the Texas game. So here's my memory on the, the of the knock on DG last year, and I think it's fair, that in those close games, fourth quarter, one possession games, where they're either up and trying to protect a lead or down and trying to come from behind, he would miss some big he, third he and fourth down definitely missed throws. Yeah, absolutely he did. So in the big moments in close games last year, he was not great. He has been in like maybe one comparable moment to that this year, maybe. The SMU game was a three-point game in the fourth quarter, and he was really good. But it wasn't Texas. It wasn't Florida State. It wasn't, you know what I mean? So... Okay, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, that's that's a hurdle he's going to have to get over to win some fans over is make the big plays in the big moments this year. Fair. 822, we'll be back.
The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952, helping medium and small businesses in Kansas and Oklahoma with all their document management network solutions, fax printer, copier, scanners. RK Black Inc. RKBlack.com 405-943-9800. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Biggest difference between DG and Baker is confidence. Baker always believed no matter what, he would find a way to win for his team. DG doesn't have the moxie that Baker did. You can't teach that. I hope J.A. has it when he gets his chance. No knocking DG. He's a really good quarterback, just not great. Okay. One, why does he have to be Baker Mayfield or he sucks? Two, Baker Mayfield did not win a national championship. Right. No offense, Bake, if you're listening. He can – and, and the moxie thing is just a guess. You're just guessing. There were a lot of things that were not right with Oklahoma last year. And first and foremost was their defense was terrible. So if they had had a better defense, they would have had a much better record. I'm not saying Dylan Gabriel was perfect, but he statistically had a really good year. He he came up short in some big moments. I'll give you that. But I feel like there are some people who have just completely passed judgment on the guy and decided this is what he is. There's no convincing me. Otherwise, he'll never be Baker Mayfield next. Right. Dude. The guy is playing amazing football right now. Get behind your guy. No, he's been really good. Give him a chance for redemption. Maybe he didn't come up big last year in some moments, but he can this year. It doesn't mean you were that, you'll always be that. History is littered with people who lost one year, won the next. This game is littered with people who lost one year and redeemed themselves the next. He didn't even play in this game next year. I don't know if he's going to win Saturday or not. But if you've already written the story on Dylan Gabriel and will hear no other argument that he could improve, how dare we think a college athlete can improve? Then well, some of that is blinded by stars, and they think the guy behind him is automatically better. Well, he which might he be. probably will be, and hopefully he is. Hopefully he lives up to his height, but sometimes that doesn't pan out either. But this guy has looked over collegiate defenses, blitz schemes, coverages for, what, five, six years now? And the other guy is in game six and has been out there for 14 passes. So... I am as excited as you are about Jackson Arnold and think he might have a chance to win a national championship or a national championship, maybe a Heisman Trophy someday. But for the love of God, can you at least get behind Dylan Gabriel while he's your quarterback? He's playing great. Got to do it against Texas or I'm not going to believe it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's see. Let's see. We'll go see if he can get it done Saturday. Maybe he can't. Maybe he'll get replaced halfway through it like like Spencer Rattler did. I don't know. This one says, I have a friend. No matter what DG does, he's never going to be pleased with DG. 
Um, is this because of the record last year? Like I'm he sure he has a, never I'm had sure like that's a big part of it. Like Rattler turns to people off with his attitude and cockiness and all that kind of stuff. Like Gabriel has been unbelievable as a person. He takes everybody on these dime time retreats. He's yeah. kind to everyone. He's unbelievable with the media. Is it just the record? Because there were a lot of people on that six and seven team last year. Danny Stutzman was on that team last year. Is he better this year? Much better. Huh. Significantly better. Yeah. Key Lawrence was on that team last year. Is he better this I mean, year? I mean, he silences a lot of this Saturday. Possibly. You're right. I mean, that's where it comes. Like, but he wasn't a part right. of that last year. I mean, he, he had nothing to field. do with that. Yeah. But that's where he silences doubters. I mean, are they mad at him for not being on the field? Or did they blame him for 49 nothing? <laughs> well, they're blaming the wrong people if they're blaming him. So, um, I can understand, like, there. I can understand, like, not having as high of an opinion on him as others. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. He hasn't sold me or whatever. But there's some people who can't stand the guy. That's hard for me to understand. Uh, Sooner CB says, uh, let's change the subject. DG is a very good quarterback. All the haters need to stop. He's a big DG supporter. Uh, Sooner, uh, Sooner finish in Raleigh, North Carolina. What a name that is. DG will go down as one of the best QBs we've ever had. The problem is he won't get recognized as that until after he's gone from Oklahoma. Well, if he wants to go down as one of the best that they've ever had, he's definitely got to win that game Saturday. It's one of the games or the next one. Or it's one of the games you're remembered by. So, or the next one if they play in the Big Twelve Championship. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyler lost to him in the regular season. Right. Yeah. Had a Herculean effort, and then came back and beat him in the Big Twelve Championship. Game. Right. Right. But yeah, he's got a. I mean, he's he's got a. He's got to not only beat Texas, he's got to win the Big Twelve Championship and go to the college football playoff at the very least, to be in to regarded as that, and probably get to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. I mean, you're talking about there's a whole lot of statues over there, that are quarterbacks, and some others that don't have statues, who are all time greats. So to live in that company. He's going to have to do more than just, you know, beat Texas Saturday. Um, go get him, Toby. DG is a man and a beast. Put some respect on his name now, people. Uh, there's several in here that says, for them, it's just coming down to kind of what you're talking about right now. He's just got to win big games. Like, he, okay. he's got to win big games. So, like I said, a lot of that, the narrative will change for a lot of people maybe Saturday. And, and, and there's some people, like the guy's friend, he may win Saturday. Oh, you may dominate, and that guy will probably give credit to other people and say, "Ah, what nothing DG did when maybe it was, you know." So, um, anyway, a lot of people though will say, "All right, well, here we go. He's proved me wrong. Let's go get him now." So, I think that's what a lot of it comes down to: is big games. He's got to start winning some of these what's considered bigger games. Yeah. I guess my argument would be in, like, OU circles, like, what big games did they even play last year? Yeah. I mean, they just weren't good. So, I mean, they may have been big what it looked like at the time on the schedule, but as a whole, they just weren't a good team. Bedlam? Does Bedlam count? They won that one, right? Uh, Florida State, they played dadgum good in it. 
almost beat them as a massive underdog. I mean, they just they were three and three, and 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 he, I mean, he got hurt. They lost forty nine nothing Texas, and after that, the rest of the season, yeah. it's not like you say, oh, you played in any big games, really. I mean, and her halfway through, TCU was just flat out better last year. They're just a better team. So, yeah, but I mean, this all boils down to you win Saturday. Well, yeah, you absolutely. You gotta, he needs to outplay Quinn Ewers. I think this should be the plan. Dylan Gabriel should look to go out and win that game Saturday. Hang on, let me write this down. Yeah, tell him that. Down. If say see. that again. I'm going to write this uh, down. Dylan, you should look to go out and win this game Saturday. If he wasn't planning that, just let him know he should probably plan on trying to do that. How do you feel about him throwing it to his team versus the other team? Do you have an opinion on that? Uh, he should throw it to his team, yeah. Don't throw to the Longhorns. We'll be the ones in the white this year. All right, so uh, that should make it easier. <laughs> we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I call this Holy Biscuit. Available this year at the Texas State Fair. It's a mouth-watering southern explosion. It starts with a perfectly cooked golden brown biscuit, then slow-smoked shredded brisket, and ladle fire-roasted street corn queso stacked on top. Then thick-cut bacon is drizzled with Texas honey and a little bit of a kick. The masterpiece is complete when it's topped off with crispy pickle french fries. Don't stop. Don't stop. Here we go. Oh, my God. Surely it's back this year, right? I mean, it was so popular. Surely the Holy Biscuit is back this year. <laughs> Too many people arrested after standing in line. It was disturbing. <laughs> disturbing. Well, uh, the show is winding down, and I put this off as long as possible because, quite frankly, my feelings are hurt. And um, I don't know what to say. I, I, I don't know how this can be perceived as anything but a direct shot. Here's what Mike Gundy had to say yesterday. I would think about jumping off my back deck before I would listen to talk radio. He's not, he's not going to change. Two idiots yelling at each other, discussing what people think, is not my time. I have no time for that. Wow. Okay, I thought when you said he said something about us, I thought you were meaning OU. I did hear that bite yesterday, so I no, thought you, you said me. something about uh, about us. I got he you. He called now. us two idiots. Right <laughs> we we are two idiots. We verified that. Well, I know many we're idiots, but ago. I don't need him saying. But here's it. the thing: liar, liar, pants on fire. I'm oh. guessing Mike Gundy listens to more sports Hello, radio. Mike than any coach probably ever has in the state of Oklahoma. Liar, liar, pants on fire. When he's feeding the turtles? Yes. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. 
He's commented too many times on what the idiots say on sports radio to not listen to sports radio. Doesn't have time for it, Teach. Not a good use of his time to listen to us idiots. Is his his back deck, like, way up in the air or something? I don't know. It's not much of a jump. (laughs) Most is like, you know, six inches. You just hop down. Up and pop. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I assume there must be a drop off the side right? of a mountain or something. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather jump off my bed than listen to sports radio. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, probably good, though. Like, considering how the season's going so far, good strategy, though. Stay away from sports radio. Really, in general. That reminds me of my pastor several years ago, TJ, who gave up and uh, proclaimed in front of the whole church that he had given up sports radio for Lent and how much better his life was for it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, pastor. Remember me? Those morons. (laughs) All right. uh, We got some stuff here to tell you about, TJ. OU Baseball. Put out some news yesterday. They're going to have some fall exhibition scrimmages coming up. Uh, McLennan College, which is where uh, Skip's son is the coach, and UTA, which is where Clay Van Hook now is the coach, are going to come up to Norman for some exhibitions Friday, October 20th at 5.30 against McLennan. And... Friday, November 3rd at 5.30 against UTA. So no, October 20th and November 3rd, admission-free. Concessions and restrooms will be open. There are a lot of new faces, TJ. It was a very exciting transfer portal season for Skip Johnson. So I would highly recommend, if you're an OU fan, and and certainly to me and you, if at all possible, we need to go out there and try to figure out who's who, you know? Friday, October 20, Friday, November 3rd, OU Baseball Fall Exhibition Action. Um, what was the other thing here? Oh, men's golf. Men's golf had a great day yesterday. They are playing in the Ben Hogan Classic down in Fort Worth, I believe. Is that right? Let me see here. Uh, ben, Ho- ben Hogan Collegiate. They are leading the most prestigious field so far in collegiate golf this year. A tremendous day yesterday. They played two rounds and collectively shot 18 under par. Drew Goodman is in first place individually at nine under par through two rounds. Stephen Campbell, six under. Uh, Arizona State is there. They're ranked number two in the country. OSU, Texas, Vanderbilt. I mean, this is a who's who. One more round to go today. Tee off at 9.30 this morning. OU is ranked number 10. This is kind of the start of the season here. Sooners ranked number 10. They win this thing. That'll launch them up the rankings and would be a really good early season statement for them. So, They've got the lead after two rounds going into the final round today. And the baseball playoffs, the Major League Baseball playoffs start today. How you feeling, Teach? You are five hours and 14 minutes from first pitch. 
five hours and 14 minutes from kicking somebody's. That's what I think. Your mic cut out on me there for a second. Uh, Let me see here. How do you feel about Jordan Montgomery? That's who you're sending to the bump today. He's a left-hander. Been a workhorse for us since uh, being traded for. Uh, I feel that he's going to come out and pitch well. And uh, what form is he in right now? Um, about as good as any starter we have right now because most of them are on the DL. Uh, are we or on the health off front? The DL. Up and down the lineup, how are we looking on the lineup? Front? Good on the health front. Pitching right. staff bad. So John Gray's out, obviously. Uh, I didn't know still that. working. What's wrong with John? T- uh, forearm tightness. They put him on. It's retroactive to a certain date. They would have to get to the next round, most likely for him to come back. Oh boy, um, that's bad news. Yeah, obviously Scherzer's on the DL. Obviously, we know Jacob Degrom has been for most of the season, so I don't really count that one. But um, yeah, starters have been hit here going down the stretch. So it's up to uh, Montgomery, Avaldi, and De- uh, Dane Dunning to get it done in Tampa Bay. Jordan Montgomery. Um, you probably don't know this stuff, so let me get you educated up on uh, his numbers here, TJ. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. Um, why didn't it give me his ERA? Oh, maybe I need to click that. Okay, here you go, TJ. Ready? Ready. He's four and two this year. That's it. Hadn't started a lot for you, has he? Well, yeah. yeah I mean, he was a trade, so he came over. And, oh, yeah. where'd he come from? Uh, Two Saint seven Lewis. nine ERA. That's good. Saint oh, Lewis. you got a cardinal? No, and he's been very good for us since coming. Oh, out. I can't cheer for this guy. <laughs> he left. He said, "I've got to get out of St. Louis and forced a uh, trade." Said, okay. "I've got to get out to a." He different bailed team. on the Cardinals. He bailed on the Cardinals. He hated them. Tyler Glass now on the other side. Yeah, he's terrible. It's Ten and seven. He's terrible. ERA of 3.53 needs a haircut is what he needs. Yeah, he does. It stinks, too. He doesn't right. wash it. 2 o'clock today, Texas at Tampa. Three. That's on ABC. 3.30. Uh, whew, I wrote down Tampa at Minnesota. That's not right. Who's Minnesota playing? Uh, they've got Houston. Houston, okay. Yeah. Houston at Minnesota. 6 o'clock. That's on ESPN. 6 o'clock, Arizona at Milwaukee, ESPN 2. 7 o'clock, Florida at Philly, ESPN. We'll be back with Chris. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland. T.J. Perry and Chris Plank, brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, T.J. Perry, and Chris Plank. I've been contacted by the Cornbread Sausage Bombs people, T.J., and they've said, please stop promoting this. The lines the are already to Plano right now. <laughs> they can't keep up. Chris Plank joins us now. By the way, now. I said Houston earlier. I meant Toronto. Houston's got the bye, so they won the division. So, yeah, sorry. My, my apologies. Good morning, Plank. What's up, T-Row? How are you today, bud? I am good. I had to think about it for a second. I'm good. How are you today? Seems like uh, you're much like me where you feel very ahead of schedule. For the week, is that a fair statement? Mm. No, maybe not. 
Man got up I in the think, middle of the night doing work, Chris. I know. I started o'clock in the morning. I started getting emails like two a.m. I was like, "Let's go." I were you up? Uh, I I woke up and just refreshed my email. I did the whole uh, fell asleep watching the game because it was yeah. so boring. So I just refreshed it and saw a few emails. Uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm not I'm not stressed. I think good. I'm on I'm on good schedule. Yeah, I'm good. not behind for any any reason. I feel good. I feel good. I was listening to some Sark this morning. I uh, was going back and listening to the coaches show. Now I say that as I sit here and realize that I forgot to hit the publish button on the podcast last night. So let's go ahead and do that right. Now, the Brent Venable show from last night, Sooner Sports Talk, is currently available in your podcast <laughs> inbox. How did I not do that? Somebody was asking about it this morning. Really? Uh, and I said, well, he hadn't posted it yet. I'm sure he'll be posting it. Well, I guess there's uh, a, morning, there's so there a reason go. why, because it was set. <laughs> it should have been posted at exactly 830 last night after we got back from feeding the pig. Uh, but I guess I just didn't hit publish. Man, I am huh. getting old. First thing I see when I open it up was... Uh, unpublished how about that but i can't wait to uh listen to the whole show here this afternoon i'm excited about how to go it was good thank you for the heads up on the ben tywater story because uh brent was tremendous and sooner nation now knows and um it's just heartbreaking he's got a nickname and i can't think did he mention his nickname he did not okay it's like buzz or baz or something like that it's a really good one but uh yeah that's a heartbreaking story but um, thankfully, you know, in, in this world of, of incredible modern medicine, they caught it early and I hope things work out for the better for him because that was, I didn't know, I had no idea. And he's one of those guys that usually were fighting for space down there where we're staying out of his way. He's like, sorry, 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 excuse us. And he's always been great to us. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a Sark say anything story. that caught your ear. Sark has become the master of coach speak. Yeah, I think no. he's disappointing. We said he? he's just bland. He's now. very he bland. Right from Saban, don't say anything to give him any type of headline. Doesn't look I, like the only thing he said anything remotely is like he was asked about it's kicker. <laughs> no, Bert. I love Bert Auburn. What a great name. Doesn't that right. sound like a like a 1940s agent in yeah. Hollywood or something? Ah, Bert Auburn you know, you here. Want, you want to get something done around here? You got to call Bert Auburn. <laughs> um, now he was asked about. OU and Texas are kind of walking hand in hand oh, in the yeah, SEC. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to be able to muster up any hate toward them? And he was like, something something like, well, they're supposed to hate uh, us, so I guess we'll try or something. I don't know. I will play that to kick off the show coming up next. I didn't get that right, but it's close. You got it right. It you got it close nothing. enough. Uh, Bill Beanbow yesterday when we were taping Coach's Corner dropped the old, uh, I mean, there's hate. Well, I mean, Lord forgive me. God forgive me. There's hate that's out there. <laughs> that's just fantastic. <laughs> So it was good. It's good. It's I, I and Sark said a couple interesting things about BV too. Not anything yeah. too overly dramatic. At Plank Show coming up for the next three hours right here on this fair radio station. Chris, have a great show. Thanks, T Row. Thanks to you, fine folks, for listening. Craig Way, voice of the Longhorns, joins us live on tomorrow morning show. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.